We're back on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. 1017thehammer.com. You can also tell your Alexa devices to play 1017 The Hammer. All right, we're going to go to our Hammerhead hotline where Mike Carmen of the Lafayette Journal and Courier is our guest. Mike, uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I- I'm still trying to go back and really assess my feelings from uh, the weekend in, in Purdue, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, I know they get the win, and that's important. I- I'll be honest, I- I'm still, I-, I still can't fathom how in the world we had two inbound passes with no time come off the clock with like what, two seconds left at the end of that game. One of the more bizarre endings uh, to uh, to a game, you know, of course they go into overtime that I've ever seen. Um, I, it was so night and day with that team for the first thirty five minutes to like the last ten fifteen minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean they didn't they didn't play well uh, the first thirty five minutes, uh, and but you know the it's not really how many shots you hit; it's it's when you hit them, and you know things started to fall their way. Uh, it, it, those last five or six minutes, uh, they got some confidence out of that. They're able to do some things defensively that they hadn't done before, and then they find themselves in a position to, you know, to, to have a chance to win the game, uh, but also get to overtime where they where they took control uh, of the game and won going away. But yeah, it, it's it's a it's a long basketball season. Uh, Purdue is going to get everybody's. You know, top game. Uh, he's found that out against Rutgers, um, and you know Purdue didn't have to be ranked number one to get Rutgers' top game because obviously Rutgers, uh, you know, that was their fourth straight win against Purdue. So they they figured out a way to to beat Purdue here in the last few years. Uh, but you know, again, it's just kind of a long season, and you're going to have these kind of uh, situations. You know, Purdue's not shooting the ball particularly well. That exposes some other things they don't do well. Uh, so they've got to figure out a way uh, to, to kind of get back on track, and I think these next couple weeks uh, should allow them to do that. You had a great tweet, I thought, in the middle of the first, where you said the idea of valuing the basketball is lost in this Purdue team right now. Uh, I, I thought that summed it up beautifully. I, I guess for me, I'm still trying to ponder what the heck happened that you can go you know, through that phase here, all the way through the first half, you know, almost halfway through the second half of doing the exact same thing, listen to Matt Painter hollering and, and just being upset with his team, to somehow just flipping a switch. What do you figure the catalyst was for them to, I mean, I, I don't want to use the phrase, pull their heads out of their rear ends, but th- 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 that seems a little applicable here uh, when we're talking about that game. What was the spark, you think, for this team to finally play the way that Purdue should be playing? Who knows? Uh, and you, you, you try to ask that question. And, you, you know, if you ask that question to five different players, they're going to give you five different answers. Uh, you know, there was, there was a rebound that Mason Gillis pulled down that, that uh, Travion Williams felt was so important. It kind of lifted the team up. But you can, you can point to other moments in that game where um, things happened that, that, you would you would say oh that was that was the play that was the turnaround I, I just yeah, they had been in a rut and maybe some of it was left over from the Rutgers game how they started uh, but once once they got rolling they they showed what they've shown like in most of their first ten games is that they're going to be they're going to be difficult to stop once they get rolling but you've got to get rolling before you. <laughs> Before you 
you could you could do that, and that's been that's been their issue here the last couple games. And uh, we'll see what happens Saturday as far as what changes and adjustments will be made. Uh, but uh, it's you know again you, you have to take you know this is you know football is more of a referendum every week because you play one game. Basketball is not that way. You just have to kind of sit back and, and look at things, try to look at things objectively and what's going wrong, what's going right, how can it be fixed, and just kind of play through some things. Uh, because basketball, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you can make up for it in some other areas. And, you know, Purdue's still kind of figuring some things out in that in that regard. We're talking with Mike Carmen from the Journal and Courier on our Hammerhead hotline right now. A guy that I thought was just playing lights out here early on, had a really, really rough week here, was uh, Caleb First. Uh, he just looks stupendous through the first several games here. I, I, that's a tough defensive assignment at Rutgers for him, and it didn't get much better at uh, Barkley Center uh, either. Uh, we're asking a lot out of a freshman, I get that, but can he round that back into form, or is this kind of a... A wake-up call that uh, these are the type of guys that he has to guard um, night in and night out in the Big Ten, and, and he's going to have to uh, improve his skills if he wants that time on the floor. I, I, he's a good enough player that he'll be fine. Uh, but, again, he's going through everything for the first time at that level, even though he has some international experience. But uh, I, I can venture to say that he didn't guard anybody like Ron Harper Jr. over in uh, – Latvia during the summer. Uh, so, yeah, he was late uh, on some things, getting through screens and stuff like that. Uh, he didn't handle the defensive assignment very well. Uh, again, he didn't handle the defensive assignment very well uh, Saturday or, or Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's just, you know, he, he's a freshman. Uh, you know, he, you don't make excuses for these, for these guys because they all want to play at the high level, but there is a learning curve for, for some of these guys that, haven't done it before. There's uh, the idea that Caleb First and Zach Eady and I think eight of Purdue's players had never played in front of a hostile environment until going to Rutgers. That's not why they lost, but those things do and can have an effect on you at some point uh, in the game. You just have to you have to battle through it. So a lot of first time experiences for Caleb First. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think he's still going to be a key component. To, to how far this team can go because of his versatility to play inside and outside. But he's going to have to pick some things up defensively uh, to be able to get those minutes uh, here in the next few weeks. We're talking with Mike Carmen on our Hammerhead Hotline from the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Mike, let's switch gears and get into a little bit of football with this bowl game coming up. The uh, you know practices started last week. Uh, the announcements that David Bell, George Karloftis, not going to be participating not surprising, uh, I think, for most people. I, I know some fans feel some kind of way about not playing in these things. And that That's their issue, not these players. But with no David Bell, no George Karloftis, uh, who is Purdue going to have to rely on here in the bowl game against Tennessee? I very rarely said this to you, but that's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hanging out with charters too much, man. Uh, no, I mean, that... that... It's an excellent question, but it's, it's the most popular question because while they have played, they played one game this year without David Bell. Uh, last year they played a few games without George. But I think there's, you're so used to seeing those guys on the field. And, it, you know, even Aiden O'Connell talked about it today a little bit that, you know, 
David Bell has kind of been his guy. Uh, I don't I don't want to call him the security blanket, but he, he's been he's been his guy uh, through most of his career uh, to, to to lean on and make those plays. Now you don't have that, and you've got to figure out. They they do have other playmakers, but how do you, how do they get them the ball? How do they, you know, how does this all work now? Knowing that, you know, you just you just don't have David. Uh, so some other guys have to step up and play. Either they're going to have to step up now, or they're going to, have to step up next season, because we all knew David and George would be gone mm-hmm. after this year. So they just have to step up in this bowl game and see what see what they can do and. You're, and the beauty of it is, I guess, is that you do have time to kind of figure some of that stuff out. This is not like you ended your season, David and George left, and then you got to play a game four days later. This is you, you, you're you going to have a full month to prepare, knowing that those two guys would not be available. You know, defensively, it does change a lot of things, how I think Tennessee will approach Purdue. Uh, as everyone knows, George has been double-teamed a lot, triple-teamed at times during the season. I would expect Tennessee – to play more straight up, uh, maybe more one-on-one blocking, maybe double-team some other areas of, of uh, Purdue's defensive line uh, to, to, to get what they want done offensively. So you're going to see some changes there, but you still need guys to, to, to step up and make some plays, and you need you need your team to be healthy. Uh, you know, Purdue. Ha- I feel like Purdue has a really good defensive line, but a lot of that was based on George being there to take up a lot of attention and the other guy is getting a lot of one-on-one matchups. Now, uh, those guys are going to have to figure out how to make plays without George on the field uh, because he was there on a full-time basis. Mike Carmen of the Lafayette Journal and Courier with us on the Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, always very knowledgeable and uh, always a great guest on the show. I asked, what, one out of maybe, what, six questions was a good one there? So I guess i got to get my percentage up here a little bit, don't I? Well, that goes for the full lifetime you've had me on the show. <laughs> You are hanging out with charters too much. Mike, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Take care of yourself. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care, bud. We got a break. We'll come back. We'll bring you more Hammer Down Show. Uh, The folks from Purdue Athletics on. Look, it's finals week. It's going to be a little bit slow for the rest of the week, but there is stuff through the weekend and early next week to talk about. So uh, they'll be on next here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017.com.